Playboy Radio, PlayboyRadio.com. This is The Couch. I'm Dr. Sam. Right now, I got Dr. Catherine and Jessica J here with me. How you ladies doing? Good. All right. <laughs> this is the place where you go to talk to some of the hottest sex experts in town. Seriously, we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff. We got a special guests coming into the show, so we're not going to waste any time. Uh, first off, Dr. Catherine, how did your week go this week? You know, it was an odd, odd week. So I'm a yoga instructor, and we have these boxes where you can leave comments for the yoga instructors. Okay. And I had this comment in there that was literally just a drawing of a penis jizzing out hearts. Oh, that's sweet. He's coming. Okay. He's overfilled yeah. with or uh, overflowing with love for you. He's coming with love. So I thought it was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is probably one of my buddies playing yeah. a joke, whatever. And then I leave and go to my car, and somebody had drawn a penis in the dirt of my car. Now, mind you, okay, I got to wash my car. I get that. <laughs> However, let's not make my car dirtier by drawing penises. You're being penis stalked. I'm being yeah, penis stalked like- at my yoga studio. That's that's loving. Yeah, I think. I, I, I think it'd be kind of funny if somebody sent you a picture of a penis stretching out on a yoga mat. Uh, that'd be- <laughs> but that, that's go. not necessarily showing love. He was very firm on the hearts <laughs> and the cum. Like, no, this penis has love for you. Do you think it would be a guy that would draw that? Yeah. Really? Girl, I don't know of many that? girls that would go around drawing any- penises shooting hearts out. Me neither. Have you met my friends? Uh, yes, actually, I have. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of them. <laughs> oh, shucks. Well, what about you, Sam? How was your week? My week wasn't bad. Uh, one of my buddies who was uh, one of the old uh, door guys over at porn star karaoke it was his birthday so we had a huge birthday bash for him he went into one of those modes where he was so drunk he was just trying to fuck anything in sight so he almost did fuck everything in sight and it wasn't pretty but it was a lot of fun it was entertaining watching him try how many did he get to he tried to get to three or four of them And he got halfway there with one of them, but when everybody saw exactly who that was and what they were doing, everybody was like, we really need to give them a little space. Oh, no. It wasn't... What were they doing? You can't leave us hanging like that. I'm sorry, but the term bumping uglies never met... Mental image. Yeah, it it wasn't pretty. I still need more details, but that's okay. Yeah, we'll get further into that (laughs) later on. But yeah, how was your week anyways? My week was good. Um, Interesting thing happened. I, I met up with a girlfriend who's recently single, but okay, she's recently single and she's already, in her words, met her new husband. Okay. She's like, I want to be in a relationship with him, but now she's doing this thing where she's like, okay, well, so you know him and I they went on two dates already and she's determined to marry him however now she she has this thing in her head where she needs to fuck as many guys as possible before they become official and I'm like where I don't understand she goes well you know when he wants to be in a relationship that's when I have to stop fucking people so I have to just fuck as many guys as I can right now because I'm still single so I'm like, where is this line uh. drawn? Like, where do you even come up with the boundary? That like, okay, right now, I love this man and I want to be in a relationship with him. However, after date a, two. Yeah, it's not official on Facebook yet, so I get to fuck anybody I want. So I'm yeah. like, that's a really interesting thing I should bring up to Sam and Dr. Cat. Yeah, so where is that line drawn? When do you have to stop fucking other people? Is it at marriage, at engagement, when you start dating? I think it's different. F- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, I'm sure it's going to be different for everybody, but one of the things that is key to figuring out exactly where you stand on that is communication yes so that's something i'm sure we'll be exploring quite a bit throughout this hour Uh, seriously we've our special guest that's coming in here is going to be one that 
blows your mind as far as the level of communication she has within her own relationship, mm-hmm. given the job that she has. So, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. And see, that's what's called a tease. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I like tease. tease. I am a tease. Well, okay, what do you think, Dr. Cat, in terms of when do you have to stop fucking other people? Does the conversation need to be had? In my relationships, I don't know if the conversation's ever happened where, okay, so now's the time to stop fucking other people. You know, that's interesting, especially nowadays. So it's, do we talk about it or do we make that assumption? And there's a dicky situation that we that we go through. You brought up, I love that you brought up the part about social media. Because so many people feel like, oh, it's official now. Now and it's, it's official. And it's out and everybody knows. And, and now I can't go there with other people. Yeah. But what about that gray area in between? When you're not official yet on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That, that's official. That's got to cause anxiety. Think about that. Of course. Oh, I'm yeah. wondering, what about you, Sam? When when do you think the cutoff is? Cutoff for me is once people say, you know what? I really want to be with you and I don't want to. I'm done searching, looking around. I like you. So you've had those conversations. Oh, yeah. So oh, it's yeah. when somebody actually verbally states it clearly I want exclusivity. Uh, it's not. It doesn't like come out like you know. I I only want to fuck you and forsake all other fuck pussies and p- vaginas and <laughs> contracts. Yeah, and so on. Uh, yeah. No, it's more of a. It just happens kind of naturally after a certain amount of time. Then it's like you know what? I really like being with you. It, do you have any plans for the re- You know, the next five, six years. <laughs> you uh, know, things like that. Yeah. You know, that rings up a, just sparks this in my head, but I think about marriages too. You know, there's so much assumptions on this is what our marriage is going to look like. Well, what about all of those, you know, people get into cheating situations there and then it's like, oh, well, we just never talked about it. Or Yeah, the that, white lie. Yeah. yeah. Never talked about it. Like, but then that's a good point, though. They didn't never talk about it. They came in with these assumptions. Maybe they assumed wrong yeah. that. And I think we'll get into that more with our guests later because they happen to be married. Yeah. I was going to say, OK, so if you have two people who are cheating on each other, it's not necessarily, oh, they want to I want to be with another person. It's not necessarily like, oh, it turns me on to like go outside my relationship as much as it's like I know when I did it was like, fuck that guy. Fuck him, I'm going to fuck somebody else. And it wasn't a matter of like, oh, maybe we can have an open relationship. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, I want to open my legs somewhere else and I just want to think of you when I do it. And be like, fuck you, ha, ha, ha. It was a very spiteful thing. No, if you're opinion. in that spiteful level of a relationship, I think that's the cue to end the relationship. Well, yes, it was. I like it was the cue to communicate yeah. what's going on. Now, that's going to be the big key for relationships to be successful that want to open it up to that level. Uh, a lot of times people don't communicate that urge and then that desire ends up, you know, one person wants to open it up to that level or even both of them want to open up the relationship, but they're afraid to communicate with that, that with each other. They end up just growing old, resenting each other and still doing stuff mm. behind each other's mm-hmm. back instead of enjoying each other and sharing that kind of happiness, which is hot. I kind of like what Jessica said. So think about this. Are you wanting to open your relationship or are you wanting to open your legs? Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Or both. Or both. Yeah. And then it's a concept of, okay, how fulfilled are you sexually in your relationship? How mm. spicy are you keeping it amongst each other that you might want to just open your legs elsewhere? Because to me, it was a matter of, I just want to open my legs elsewhere because this right now is, it's either boring me or I don't feel sexy. I don't feel fulfilled. I'm mm-hmm. sure he felt the same way, too. Yeah. We're getting the same thing, the same yeah. routines. We know how to Missionary read each Wednesday. other. There's no challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, 
uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> I got my Twitter page up and running. It's at SamZ570, at SamZ570, Jessica. What's yours? I am at Jessica J. Boom. How about you, Dr. Cat? I'm at Dr. Cat Rars, R-A-W-R-S. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> Every time I do that, I get my hand up and I and I do that little paw. I don't know. Paw? My precious. Claw. The claw. claw. Yeah. The claw. My precious. That's what I think. <laughs> like petting a cat. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of Lord of the Rings. Well, I thought that too, but I also thought of him doing it My with a cat. My precious. I got to work on that golem, golem voice. That would be awesome, actually. I don't know. How, how, how much of a turn on would that be for a guy to hear a girl come in with the, the golem voice, grab his dick and go, my precious. Would that yeah, spice it up or would that be a boner killer? I don't know. It depends Spice. on what kind of nerd you're dealing with. If it's a person who's really into Lord of the Rings, then man, that might do it for them. That might be like that. Like especially, I, you guys can't see how beautiful Dr. Catherine is. But if a woman <laughs> as beautiful as Dr. Catherine goes and grabs your dick and says, "My precious," <laughs> I'd be into it. I'm into it. I, right I now. Would, she would give me a fear boner. I, mean, I would. I would get turned boner. on out of. I'd get a fear erection. <laughs> I think this is. You know, I love this topic of cosplay. I think we should make a whole episode about cosplay. Oh yeah, no, we're definitely going to get into that. Yeah, that's definitely coming up real soon. That's why you need to keep listening to us. We bring up fun topics. And speaking of spicing things up, I'm. What do you think of Jes- Jessica? <laughs> I had to stop and think about what your name was for a minute. <laughs> Whatever you're you're that. like I can't. what do you think about it hot woman sitting I mean Jessica <laughs> <laughs> I actually it's funny I actually have a friend her and her her fiance they role play they Star Wars role play I oh love that's it. awesome does she dress up as like a, a, sla- a slave Leia? I don't want to know like whatever they oh, that's dress the up she, thing she has this elaborate and she does Lord of the Rings Star Wars and Lord of the Rings they have this elaborate role play and I was like I just I don't I don't want to hear about it because. She's so dear to my heart, and I don't want to picture it. I just don't want to picture it. She dresses it. up as Yoda. They dress up. The both of them dress up, and then, oh, God, for days. But that's that's a way for to days? keep it spicy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would never think to do something like that. But if it turns you on, you know, keep it spicy. Let's keep it different. Absolutely. Nerdgasms galore. Yeah. If you're a nerd out there, and a lot of people really, I mean, that that's probably the biggest growing demographic of people out there, geeks and nerds, because all of those guys used to be hidden, but now, of course, internet made it so everybody gets up and gets to know each other better you one of the best places to meet people is at comic-con or at one of these great conventions i feel like you say that so much comic-con in terms of meeting people like comic-con yeah because there's just so many different varieties of people oh yeah you, and you costumes. can have and costumes. yeah furries yeah, like whatever <laughs> like niche of geekdom you align yourself with you're gonna there find you a go. girl yeah, that's gonna it. wear a slutty version of that outfit oh, mm-hmm. and it's hot I, one of my uh, one of my good friends, uh, Mika Tan, dresses up as a slutty Wookie. Oh, that's I adorable. love it. Yeah, she it's really hot too, actually. Okay, so I think that's a great question in terms of cosplay, in terms of role playing. Wow, yeah. what are ways to spice up the relationship? Because to me, like, I don't know. I guess from from in my, in my brain, I always thought like, okay, it has to be something weird. It has to be something that like no. we've never done before. So I always get like, okay, how do I do this? Anything that's novel, anything that's new, anything that challenges you, um, help, it releases those feel-good chemicals in your brain, making things more pleasurable. So, I mean, come on. Take it outside. <laughs> I yeah. guess. Take it out in the open. 
That's right. Speaking of open and open relationships, I'd say an expert on this whole open relationship topic and the level of communication necessary to make it successful is our guest here tonight. One of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Siri, adult film star Siri is here with us tonight. Hello. Yay. I'm I'm so so happy happy to be here. Jinx, we're both so happy. Seriously. <laughs> but that um, this is perfect that you're here right now because we were talking about open relationships, also keep ways of keeping things spicy so that people can avoid doing something that eventually ends up breaking a heart or hurting a feeling. Mm-hmm. So you, you actually, you are in a great relationship right now. I am. And I'm, I'm actually blown away by the level of communication that you have within this relationship. Tell me exactly how you make this relationship work knowing that you work within the industry but mm-hmm. you have somebody there with you that i i'm, I'm assuming you're right. not in the industry right no. yeah not nope. in the industry not this in is industry. this is something that's kind of unique how often did, uh, have you do you know of any other couples that are like this no no i want to say no i'm racking my brain right now trying to i i know couples who have like a don't ask don't tell kind of policy who are in the industry but i don't know couples who are like like my husband and I, who's by the way, his name is Brad. Yeah, we just celebrated our three year anniversary Aww. yesterday. Yay! Congratulations! Yeah, just Brad, over here. This is Brad's here. husband. Join Brad's us. a good friend of ours too. He said no, Brad's husband. husband. Brad, yeah. Serious husband. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm Brad's husband. I, say, I think there are a couple of others. Well, I want to know how you guys came to this. Um, came to this realization that hey, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we want to do, and here's how we're gonna navigate around it. So how did this start? <laughs> That's kind of the easy part with us, actually. Okay. We met on the internet. Initially. Like, I was in my last semester of college. Uh-huh. Um, oh. We met before I ever got into the adult film industry. Uh-huh. It was, mm-hmm. that and was she something... told me on the first date I that, did. I told that her was her ambition. Yeah. So at the very beginning, you were open and honest about what it, what your Ooh. ambitions. Exactly. We yeah. When we met. In our dating profile. That's what you Yeah, I was just going to say, we both, uh-huh. in our dating profiles, had stated very clearly that we were looking for a non-monogamous relationship. You know, I hadn't had a whole lot of experience with non-monogamy, but I Mm -hmm. had kind of done enough exploring to know that that was probably going to be what was right for me because nothing else seemed to... To fit really well. Okay, yeah. so you guys basically knew what you were walking into. Just, just yeah. from your profiles. It was general. on the table from day one. Okay. Like, I had been through that. Absolutely. And I, I, what, what site was this on? What website? Okay, okay Cupid. Cupid. Yay! If they ran ads, we should be the first couple in their little commercial. You know you how eHarmony should. does theirs. We should we should do one. Speaking of <laughs> Okay, Cupid, I actually just did a thing on Nightline because I, I was, I'm the most messaged girl in Los Angeles <gasps> on Okay, Cupid. Oh my God. Yeah, wow. we should like, I get think together. I actually saw, like, did did we see that? Because I know that I saw something like that. Really? I might have seen that. It was oh definitely God. the brown girl, not the not the weirdo from New York. Oh, that's messed up that I said that. <laughs> anyway, so you guys, yeah, oh, so in OkCupid, that's actually a feature. You could put um, that what you're looking for. I know right. there's a bunch of guys that I ran into where they were like, hey, I'm in a relationship, but I'm looking. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I don't understand why none of these girls are okay with it. And I was like, you have to look for girls who have that in their profile. Right. You can't look for girls who are looking for a, who want a husband. marriage, you know, yeah. committed, mm-hmm. like, Mm non-monogamous relationship for sure so then how did you guys do this as you got into a relationship how was it like yeah okay now we're in a relationship and just so you know we're not really in a relationship and and defining the rules i mean how do you even get to that point where you're talking about that what that look like the rules were something that we we had talks about you know we the weekend that we met in fact which is the same weekend that i told him hey i wanted to do adult films um (laughs) we had a lot of conversations and we very like initially when we you know, 
started wow. dating, we kind of hacked out a lot of details and had all these conversations about boundaries and what we might and might not want. And pretty early on, I think we understood that we both wanted... Well, I should also mention we lived far apart. He was in Houston and I was in Dallas. Oh, so, wow. How far is that? Um, it's like four a... Hours. Four hours? Yeah. Four hour drive? But okay. the one thing that I wanted to say is that cheating... You know, and I wanted to define cheating right off the bat because to me, cheating isn't the act of having sex with another human being. Mm -hmm. Cheating is about lies, deceit, and betrayal. Right. So for me, it's if it's open and it's honest and it's upfront, you know, you know that I'm going to go have sex with this person. That's not cheating. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to be sending you some of my clients. Maybe you can <laughs> explain exactly that <laughs> to them. He has that explanation down to like a perfect science. It like sounds he says like it. it all in very short words, and it's, it's great. Well, I have a quick question. Have, uh, one of the biggest problems that tends to come up with open relationships, especially ones where there are communication breakdowns, are issues with jealousy that come up. Now, have you guys ever encountered this kind of stuff between you two, or have you seen this happen and in other relationships, especially within the industry? Uh, we've seen it. I mean, I, I feel like it's fairly common. I think it's something that... So not all it's it's hard even if you know that you don't want to be monogamous it's still hard to get over the it, i don't want to say it's instinctual but it's it's almost a very ingrained thing that society has taught us is to feel like your partner is your property mm. and it can be really hard to kind of overcome that if you are a non-monogamous couple and you don't want to experience jealousy to some degree i do think it's natural but what i do because ironically I'm the porn star. I'm the one who goes and has sex with other people a lot more often than my husband goes and has sex with other people, you know, without my participation. Uh -huh. Yet I tend more toward jealousy than he does. Wow. But that's I that's just because for me, it's I don't know. It's kind of the well, idea I, of quality time. I think jealousy is very personal. You yeah. Know? And so it's a natural state. Mm -hmm. um, but, but but you have to examine why you feel jealous, what you're jealous of. Mm -hmm. So for some people, it's a jealousy of time. It's a jealousy of shared intimacy, oh, you know. Yeah, so yeah. with some couples that we've met in 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 the swinging lifestyle, um, some couples don't allow their partner to kiss the other partner. Hmm. And now we find it odd because we don't understand. That they say that's more intimate. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> like, my my, oh, my penis is in your vagina, but I can't kiss you. I'm pretty sure my dick is in your pussy. Yeah, I, I don't. So I don't. It's we like don't define woman. intimacy exactly the same way, but to each his own, you know. And For we sure. we allow that. So um, we don't quite always. You know, we don't always understand. But these kind of things are personal and individual. Yeah. It's not. I wouldn't say that I feel jealousy often, but I have felt little twinges of it, and. In the moment when I feel it, I have to examine it and very consciously think of why am I having this feeling? And for me, it always comes down to, well, he gets to spend, you know, he's spending time with this other person and that's quality time that we could spend together. And then I uh -huh. rationally process that and I'm like, but we literally spend like more than 80% of our days together. We get a lot of time together. We're very lucky as a couple, you know, because of what I do. We have a, you know, a fair amount of, we can create our own schedule. Yeah. Kind of. And it sounds like you two are so well self-explored and self-knowledgeable and in you're able to be so vulnerable with your partner. We have we're very open. I mean, like we don't we don't um have like separate passwords on stuff. Like we can both log in. We all share everything and everything when it comes to technology, emails, all that. We're just super open. Like we don't have secrets. And it sounds like that doesn't even encourage those feelings because you guys are so open. Like what right. is she doing? It's not you. 
technically we, know what she's doing all the time. You're, so you're right. We eliminate that suspicion. Well, and more often yeah. than not, when he gets a text from like, you know, a, a girl that's like a mutual friend of ours who might be like a fuck buddy that Brad calls up when I'm shooting or something, like he'll get a text and he'll show me. He's like, look, she sent me tits. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get a lot of tit pics, which is really nice. You know? <laughs> okay, so I want to know, say... You know, you said when Brad's, you're shooting and Brad's mm -hmm. calling up a fuck buddy. Do you guys, like, do you have to tell each other? Like, how does that work? Like, hey, so I'm going to go fuck somebody else. Or, hey, I just came back from fucking somebody That's else. That's a great question. I'm just wondering, like, how you have that conversation. And we, if you have to have it all the time. We have. Um, well, first of all, it's we, not a have to. We, we are do it we completely okay. free to play separately. That's yeah. what it, it's called in the lifestyle, in the swinging lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, for example, if Brad has a fuck buddy that he wants to go play with when I'm shooting, he doesn't need to ask me permission ahead of time. You know, you, I'm I'm fine. Like, usually usually you do let me know ahead of time. Just If I know ahead of time. If you do know, I mean, sometimes yeah. Sometimes you go to set, you know, and I'm texting somebody just randomly. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, what are you doing? And I, well, series off shooting. And, and I'm like, do you want to play? And she goes, sure. Right. And I'm know? shooting and huh? I don't have my phone on me, so I can't no you right. know in the moment yeah. but then i'll come home and be like hey so guess who called or, who guess who i got to fuck today and or, i'm like yay or i take a photo <laughs> and send it to you so you see right. it like or i get a, a cum shot which is the best actually my favorite <laughs> yeah, she it likes... sounds like you guys are like bros too we you're kind like, of you're are. like husband and wife and you're we're also like each bros. other's sexual cheerleaders yeah. a lot of the time wingman, for sure i know yeah. that's what it sounds like yeah. jessica I mean... and i are wingmen so quick question if you had a, uh, if somebody else was out there listening right now that was interested in getting into this kind of lifestyle, finding the kind of partner that Brad found with you that's willing and open and honest, what would be the first step to get out there? I mean, I'm a huge fan of online dating, mm -hmm. especially when you're looking for when your needs are that specific. You know, you might have want someone who has similar interests to you, like pop culture. I don't know whatever your hobbies are, and then you narrow that down to someone who wants a non-monogamous or open relationship, you know, whatever it is you're looking for, it. I find it a little useful to be able to use online dating or, you know, websites yeah. like OkCupid. Yeah, you can, like, check mark the things you want. Right. It's so much easier that it's like you have, like, a search system and you're like, oh, this box, this box. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to take a quiz um, now. So earlier I was making a Tinder profile for Sam. Oh, no. So, ooh, <laughs> I haven't used so Tinder. I, I wonder I, what you guys I, think about that. Because I've been avoiding online dating. Isn't that the hot or not thing? Uh, yeah, basically, like yeah. Swipe right if you like and swipe left if you don't. Is that uh -huh. what the thing yeah. is? I don't I've, love Tinder. I don't like that concept. I will say right off the bat, not a fan. For example, if... If anyone would have seen my OkCupid profile and the photos that I had up, um, I guarantee you that 99% of dudes who are fans of me now as a porn performer would have swiped the no on Tinder Why? if they'd seen me then. Because I was, to be frank, I guess I looked kind of butch. But at the same time, I was just coming out of like a four-year period of dating only women. Like I was, oh. you know... So the moral of the story there is don't judge a book by its cover, yeah. really, which is why I don't I like, like Tinder. Because it's right. like you can't know everything about a person. You can't know just based on this one photo. Like, oh, no, you're not hot enough. I don't want to date you. Oh, that, could be, that could be your yeah. ideal mate. Yeah. You don't if fucking know. If it's just, just for getting laid, that's one thing. If it's a swipe left or swipe right, right do you want to get laid? But, right. I guess I mean, it depends on we're what talking your about needs are, dating, what you're looking for. Yeah. For us, it's about being self-aware mm -hmm. and demonstrating that you know yourself, you know, literally putting it on the line and saying something that really is, you know, personal and intimate and it's not, you know, cookie cutter. So what would you guys say is the would be the biggest challenge? In in general, like in a relationship? In terms of your open relationship. Or even in the in the porn industry and having a marriage. 
Um, well, that's easy. If you're talking, as, as it relates to my career in adult films, it's the fact that um, you would think that there would be more people who are non-monogamous or aspire to be non-monogamous in the adult uh-huh. film industry. There's really not that many at all. Really, most people in adult films are like. I don't have sex with anyone unless I'm being paid to do it on film because that's my job. And I, I totally respect that attitude. Yeah. It just surprised me surprised me when I started out because I didn't expect it, you know? Yeah. Um, But I would say that for us, it's the fact that, like, he's not... My husband is not a porn performer. He's uh-huh. not, like, in the industry, you know? So he's not allowed on set because he's uh-huh. he's a... He's a husband. Boyfriends and husbands not allowed on set. This is like a universal rule in the porn industry because makes, it makes the other they think that they what directors and producers assume is that if a girl's partner, like a real life partner, is on set, then the male talent she's fucking that day is either going to lose his boner because he's getting freaked out. Right. Uh, he's going to end up having a physical altercation with yeah. the girl's some partner. Threat there. You know, yeah. some sort of macho like alpha male fight thing. Um or just that it's going to make it awkward for everyone. Or like the guy's going to be a nuisance. You know, there's all kinds yeah. of reasons. Well, that there's, a, there's a different challenge I want to mention. Um, when, you know, if you guys aren't familiar, when you have porn sex, and I'm speaking from the female perspective, um, you know, I don't know. Oh, how thank long, you for bringing yeah, that up. I don't know how long you ladies can go without <laughs> getting chafing and things like that. Oh, God. You know, but, but with, <laughs> with what they have to do is they have to take a, you know, a set of uh, still photos while they're having sex. Mm-hmm. And then they actually have sex again. So, and if and, you're and, shooting for one of the bigger companies that does distribution on like TV, you know, for softcore, then you're shooting a softcore version of the scene and a hardcore. Well, and because it's girl, still porn, this, you are this, actually having sex in the softcore. Right. Anyway, you know? point, gotcha. being, point being that, that on days that she's working, we don't have sex. And sometimes she's so sore the next day we're not having sex. So if we didn't have an open relationship in the sense that I can have other sex partners, mm-hmm. I don't know that the, the relationship might be so disparate. You know, because she'd be having so much sex on set, while if I didn't get to have sex with other people, you know, there would be such an imbalance there that that would be a real challenge. So for us, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. almost a necessity. I mean, the non-monogamy, yeah, the non-monogamy Absolutely. in our relationship came first, mm-hmm. but transitioning through the porn industry, I think it's it's actually been essential right. because there, there's not enough balance there otherwise. Mm-hmm. That's Going a really common and, thing yeah. with with couples who do swing or in the lifestyle is. Um, you know, not of course, not everyone has the same taste. You know, right? Yeah. As, as a couple, you if you're going to swap with another couple, then you have to both be attracted to the other yeah, half in that in that couple, yeah. and it can be. And, and hopefully, sometimes. this isn't revealing too much, but I'll throw one more at you. Go guys. For it. Absolutely. Um, we, we've had some threesomes with females where you know the first time this happened, she discovered that this this was not cool. So it's, it may surprise you, but we had a great threesome. The sex was great. We had this great connection, and we have a king size bed. And the girl just crawled into bed with us, and we were all going to go to sleep. And she, Siri... It was like me and Brad in our normal positions, and the girl's in the middle. And and Siri just suddenly realized, you know what? This is not cool with me. Sex was great, but sex is over, and you're the addition to our relationship in a sexual way, not beyond that. I did not like it. you need to go sleep in your own bed. (laughs) I couldn't get any sleep that night. I was just like, this girl, her hair's on my pillow, uh. Which is weird, because she was, I was friends with her, you know? But I was like annoyed, like finding her hairs on the pillow was just driving me crazy. (laughs) What about it drove you crazy what? though? Her now trying to sleep with you guys. To me, well, sleep is trying. precious. Simply, like I natural. need my solid eight hours of sleep every night, or else I am a cranky, cranky person. And but Brad's using, the same way. But you know. But I'm using that as an example though of that growth mm. and that learning. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know everything. You haven't been in every scenario, yeah. and that was a new scenario for us. And and I. 
obviously saw nothing wrong with it. I didn't see any boundaries being crossed, but because mm-hmm. they weren't established and discussed ahead of time. For sure. yeah. It was the first right. time we'd encountered that. And she's like, you know, so after that situation. It was one of those like, yeah. you try and you find out. And I was like, I found out. Yeah, after that situation was resolved. <laughs> it was, yeah. Boundary found. It, it, it was when we say goodnight, we say goodnight and she goes to her bed, you yeah. know. And yeah. we, we have a spare bedroom and it's always been that way from that yeah. point on. And, and if we oh, ever have wow. a girl over, you know, for a threesome or a, a friend or whatever, you know, we always make it clear up front, like, you know, we love you. You're awesome. We love spending time with you. We love having sex with you. But you can't sleep in our bed. That's great. <laughs> like, like yeah. That's very know, intimate. Because I know girls, a lot of girls really like that. And I just, I don't ever want to invite my own friend over and then make them feel awkward or unwanted, you know, if mm-hmm. if we're not extending our bed to them, too, since we just had great sex. So I make it very clear and tell them why. And it's, you know, totally not a personal thing. It's just... Well, I don't sleep well thing. with anyone but Brad. It's true. I just yeah. don't. So, And that brings <laughs> us right back to the core of every great relationship, communication. In order to be, even when you're bringing extra partners in, communicating with them the reason why they can't cross certain boundaries, things like that. Like, for example, the boundary of having somebody in, somebody else in the bed with you at bedtime. Now, some people may be like, well, you let them, you know, you let them jump in with in in every other part of your life. Why is there a line at this point? And obviously there is a sensitivity with Mm -hmm. that. So it's great that you were able to communicate that and it gets respected right back at you. Absolutely. So that I think is fantastic. So biggest thing that I, I think I've learned out of all of this so far is that it's not cheating if you're communicating it. If it's only cheating, if you're lying and deceiving and being deceitful about it. Mm-hmm. Going after other person, other people's property, OPP, as they used to say back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, other people's pussy, That's other so people's funny. penis. I like that. I, never, I like that. I never realized I never that it was knew. both. Wow. I thought I just thought other people's property. Yeah, no, you know? uh, you're down with OPP. Yeah, you know That's me. So, <laughs> so that makes it right there. So that the best thing that you can have in any relationship, whether it's a monogamous relationship, an open relationship, is communication of those boundaries and respecting of those boundaries. Well, sort of uh, adding to that, one thing that we try to define from the beginning, though, is we try and steer very clear of that sense of ownership. We don't we don't think it's healthy to impose that type of um, situation on your partner. You know, like you're my property. I own you. This is my territory. We, we kind of reverse it and say, I love you and respect you enough to do whatever it is that makes you feel the most comfortable. So mm-hmm. if, if you were talking earlier about, um, you know, other people who might face similar situations yeah. and it may be, well, I'm not comfortable with you having sex with other people. And then you say, well, I respect that. But it's not you're my dude, you know, I own you, you're not going with anybody else, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it would make me feel this way or that way, you know? So it's right. giving them the choice to respect or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think that's a, a healthier foundation on which to, to build and sustain a long-term successful It's a lot easier to be completely open and honest with your partner and trust and respect them if you start on a footing where you are you know that you're both completely equals. And if one partner or both partners feel in some way like they have ownership over the other mm-hmm. or like, you know, girls, the kind of girl who dates a guy and she's like, I need to train him or like tame him in some way. Yeah. It's like, well, he is another like an adult human and he may not be perfect. But if you already start with an attitude of having to feel like you have to control that person, it makes it really, really hard to trust yeah. and respect them. Yeah. Jessica, you and I were having this conversation about ultimatums earlier. Oh, Yeah. 
This ultimatum. totally came up Ooh, for not, me. Not a good thing. Yeah. I don't like them. Well, well actually, I thought about um, I thought about another couple in the porn industry where he was like, they were getting together, and he was like, I'm I'm used used to the swing life, and she's like, well, I'm not. And he goes, well, if you want to be with me, then that's what you have to do. So she kind of trudged along, and she would always make comments like. Well, yeah, I do it. It turns them on, and that's, you know, they're, they're married. Well, I don't know if they still are, mm-hmm. but she would say, like, yeah, well, you know, one of these days I hope it'll just be the two of us. So what do you guys think about, like, putting that out there? Like, you know, okay, so this is what I'm into, because you guys were open and honest from the door, but what about people who are like, okay, I'm open and honest, and I'm just going to try it out, I guess, because you want it. If it's If it's, I'm not really into that, and I'll try it out for you because I love you, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. If it's... I know I'm not into this and I really don't want to do it, but I'm this guy's not going to want me if I don't do it. Then oh. that's not good because you can't force someone to be something that they're not. You know, yeah. Well, it's right. just like if a girl says, "I don't really like anal sex, but you know, bang away at my butt, um, so that you'll." <laughs> I'm using that. That's my new line. So that I'll keep you. Bang away at my bang butt. Away at my butt. That, that's in any up relationship, right now. it is not good to solely stay with someone because you don't want to be alone. Yeah, and the point or I'm is, just going to do whatever because of they some want, ultimatum. for sure. Yeah. In that situation, though, it, it to me, it would need to be communicated up front. Look, although I'm not comfortable with it, and I stated that, mm-hmm. um, I'm willing to give it a try. And for me, a try would be maybe two years max. You know, I will... Be as comfortable with it as I can possibly be. Let's talk about it. Let's be open and honest. Like I will go on one swinging date with, you know, go to a club with you or meet another couple once a month for X amount of time. And if by that amount of time I still can't stand the idea of it, then, you know. Then and, we're and, that, and that's more of a mutual mm-hmm. respect, mm-hmm. you know, because because yeah. then, you, then you know that there's dialogue coming and there's dialogue consistently throughout the process. Mm. Instead of that, you know, it, to me, it's a little misleading to let your partner think. Well, you know, I don't really like this, but I'm going to go with it and mm-hmm. see where this ends right. up. And I yeah. imagine that this girl probably doesn't tell him every time, like, oh, I'm not into this. She pr- he like he can't read her mind. For he sure. doesn't know if she she's pretending to turn him on. Then he will never know that she's unhappy doing that. And that creates a lot of resentment. Yeah. yeah. Resentment. And it sounds like it's a power play when you do ultimatums. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. This is yeah. your only option or out. Yeah, it going is. Going back to the control thing that Brad was saying in terms of I'm going to control you or like I'm going to have this power over you. And I think it's funny because. I said, do you have to tell Siri? And you were like, no, I don't have to. But and I like that. That That's where the whole power play comes from. Like, OK, well, I have to tell them. Yeah, I do it completely mm-hmm. out of mutual respect. Yeah. You know, so um, she may even be out of town. And mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things where as at my first opportunity, I'm going to say, hey, you know, so and so came over, you know, and we had a great time and whatever. Um, just because I it's like I don't even want there to be the suspicion of hiding something. You know, mm-hmm. there's just I don't even want that that floating in the atmosphere. You know, I don't want anybody to walk in the house and sense they don't know everything that they would want to know. Yeah. You know, so it's just a mutual respect thing. Well, you know what? What I do know about that couple now is that he she was like, I think she did say like, hey, I'm not down with this anymore. I don't want you doing it anymore. And then she like caught him like still doing it. And mm-hmm. I, I just remember hearing about a conversation they were having where she freaked out. She's like, I know you're still doing it. I know you're still doing it. And I was like, oh, maybe they're not swinging anymore yeah. but and that's the whole deceit thing the whole lying now you don't mm. know what happened mm. what's happening in mm-hmm. your own house and that's part of self-awareness that's cheating if the if the guy knows from the beginning mm-hmm. he will never change like that is part of who he is yeah. you know i think he actually has to express it on those terms i mean i know that's what i did with yeah. her you know i said this isn't something i want to try out for a few years and then we'll settle into a monogamous mm-hmm. relationship yeah. mm-hmm. i personally for me you know, don't think that that um, sexual monogamy is a natural state for me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, different people, whatever, you know, biologically, this and that. And there's all kinds of different, you know, scientific ways you can approach it. Both ways. Or yeah, both ways. But for me. And so, you know, I said that. And I said, you know, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in a relationship where later on you're going to say, um, you know, I, I kind of thought I was okay with this, but I'm not, you know, and in order for us to be together, you have to stop because then what's the deal? The guy's going to be tempted to keep doing that, you know, because uh, it's bad and then doing it on the sly, you know, and doing <laughs> well, it on the download. Away with it for so many years that that's how I see it. Like it was okay for so many years. Now all of a sudden it's not like who's to say it's not, mm-hmm. this is what I want this is my preference. You were okay mm-hmm. with it. Now all of a sudden you're like, okay, hey, guess what? I went. And, and that's part of the open and honest communication. So mm-hmm. what is it about it that you don't like, you know, yeah. and that's the kind of dialogue you need to be having. What makes you uncomfortable, you know? And, and of course, you know, I mean, I've been in a relationship where the girl says, well, but, you know, isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it make you feel special that I only want you? You know, you're the only uh, penis I want in my vagina. That, that should mean so something to hot. you. So <laughs> hot. Dirty talk. My God. Uh, <laughs> well, I first got to say thank you so much for coming out tonight. Yeah, I know you had absolutely. a long day, a really busy schedule over the last week or so. So just coming out and hanging out with us tonight, you have no idea how happy I am that you're here with us. But, I, I had a great time. And Yay, uh, any yeah. projects coming out that uh, we should be aware of, keep our eyes open for? Anything my first butt sex scene holy smokes today somebody banged your butt yeah someone banged my butt and it's on film and it's on a dvd called stacked two and anyone who's interested in it can order it from me autographed at officialseries.com I need to get me an autographed copy of that. I'm going to frame it. One. Oh, I'll give you one. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. I love you so much. Look at you blush. I am blushing. <laughs> I love her to death. She's one of the nicest people I've met with. Because, you know, we go to Porn Star Karaoke together uh-huh. a lot. And we hang out uh, in places that are, not, that, you know, so I guess they're not exactly uh, places like conventions and stuff where you're on your game oh, 100% no. of the time. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm... I'm- and it's within, a casual thing. Yeah, within the within the industry of all the people that I've met, there has there are very few people as kind hearted and as open mm-hmm. about talking about all this stuff as serious. So I gotta say thank, thank you. you so much yes. for coming in, taking the time, and hanging out with Had us. A blast, both yeah. of you. Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Thank Seriously, you. Brad, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> you guys have the greatest life in the world. And for Brad's fan club, sorry, he's not on Twitter. He doesn't Aww. have a website. I need to start the Brad fan club. I was going to say, let's do it right now. Fans of Brad. That's going to be the at at fans of Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag. Hashtag rude dangle. Yes. (laughs) A throwback. (laughs) Seriously, I love Siri and Brad. They kick ass. You know what? We're going to get them back on the show again sometime real soon, I promise. But they bring up some good points. You know, there's so many pitfalls that can come in trying to have that level of open relationship and communication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jess, we were talking about it a little bit, you know, before the show about how, you know, people by just having one fall, one breakdown in communication can lead to a domino effect of bad communication breakdowns. And that's what lead can lead to cheating. Like we were talking about deception and lying. So give me an idea of here. What, how, how can we avoid hitting that fast track to cheating? I'm just thinking in terms of like, so Siri, Siri and Brad talked about how they met and they were like, hey, here's who I am. Here's who I am out on the table. Cool. Here, here's who you are. Cool. And it was like off the bat. 
And now just think about all the people out there who are like, yeah, I still want to fuck around. And like my little sister hit me up today, like <laughs> upset because her boyfriend watches Orange is the New Black and, and gets turned on. I think I've talked about this before, yeah. but to her, that's cheating. So like what? So going back to like, what are the fast tracks of cheating? Like open relationship could totally be like danger zone. What do you think, Dr. Kat? Yeah, and you know, I was actually thinking about your field in the dating and how especially our generation has this, um, you know, the non-date or the non-breakup or or uh, what is this that we're doing kind of thing. And people don't talk about it. We just make these assumptions. Oh, since we didn't talk about it, we didn't make the rules, then it's okay for me to be fucking around with other people. Do you run into that with your clients? It's funny because I actually have a client who... He's finally getting laid. Yay! <laughs> I let you understand. I like. I literally got a bottle of champagne and I popped it. I was like, I'm drinking this for you, even though he's in Germany. <laughs> but um, he was like, I don't understand what to do because now I'm getting laid a lot. And a girl that he really likes, he he's really into her. She was like, okay, so now if you want to fuck me again, you need to stop fucking other people. Yeah. So he's like, I don't get it. Like, uh, I finally have the world of Poon at my fingertips and dong. Like, I don't understand uh-huh. why I have to stop. So just this whole idea of when do you have to stop? Well, and I hear that ultimatum again. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking with Siri. It's that that pressure of power play there. This, it's either this or nothing. And I find that with my couples when I'm working with my couples is that is such a um, controlling a, thing. It's a sense of ownership and an erection killer. Boner killer. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Uh, in fact, I mean, stress is the biggest. It plays such a big impact on our sexual performance. So think about putting the power play, and I'm not talking about the BDSM play we were talking about earlier in last sessions, but the one where you tell somebody this or nothing. I just don't understand, like... I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, open relationships. And, like, to me, I've never done that, so I just think... I think cheating, you know what I mean? Like, did did Mm. that... We talked about Mm -hmm. a little bit with... um, Siri and her husband in terms of like, you know, what constitutes cheating? Where we got to the point where it was like, oh, if you're hiding stuff. So thinking about my sister and Orange is the New Black and all the guys who like watch porn and get, you know, their asses handed to them by their (laughs) wives and girlfriends because that's apparently considered cheating. Yeah, that brings up an actually really solid point here. Is porn cheating? No. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's a sexual enhancer. Yes. I think it's something that if used within couples, it can it can enhance the sexual connection between people. Mm-hmm. But some people really I know maybe it's the, you know, those orgasms that you're burning off watching porn belong to me. You yeah. know, that sense of ownership. Well, yeah. so you know what? I think that's the theme that we got out of all of this with Siri <laughs> yeah. is that the thing that leads to a lot of cheating and a lot of uh, issues within couples is the lies, deception, and almost that sense of ownership that someone places over somebody. Yeah, right. like a, a di- dominance, this power. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody else had your dick. Like, I'm upset. Somebody, You gave your dick to somebody else. Even if it's porn, like you were looking at another set of tits while touching your so i think of porn and and you know what okay we're saying that it's good it's positive for the relationships but really guys we have to be mindful of the you know what it means to the couple culturally how does it mean socially how does it you know maybe 
it has those specific meanings that I feel like you are cheating. I don't think that's necessarily yeah. bad, but maybe the couple can talk about, is there a place for porn in our relationship? Can we do it together? Can we pick the porn that we like? Yeah, sometimes it doesn't have a place. Yeah. And I think what's great that we had Siri and Brad here is that we normalized, okay, it's, you know, porn is not real life. This oh, these yeah. relationships are what happens even behind the scenes of the of what we see on our screen. Yeah, porn caters to fantasy, not reality. The reality yeah. of sex is not as attractive as porn makes it seem. They don't they don't do any footage of the cleanup afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and the chafing. I think they brought up the ch- brought the up chafing. the chafing. Like ah. Oh. But the aspect of is porn cheating is one that I think a lot of people are going to be struggling with, but I think that's an argument that's slowly disappearing because that's a classic argument. That's something that are that's an argument that you know back in the day of Betamax and VHS tapes that was something. <laughs> Betamax exactly. <laughs> How old are you? I think of those uh, cardboard boxes, you know, with a. A mislabel on the side of it, yeah. filled with the VHSs of porn. Yeah. Now, back in those days, it was much more taboo. It was something that you felt a guy, if they had a big porn collection, they would think that women would not want to see their gigantic porn yeah. collection. That's why it was the hidden stash. Yeah. But nowadays, a lot of women are learning about sex the same way that the guys are, through porn. And that's because of how the internet brought it out. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. I learned, well, I did learn about it on the internet, but it was mostly like me Googling like how to give good head. Like I wasn't necessarily like watching porn, but I, I read a lot of books. Yeah. Like I read a lot of books. I was on the internet like a little perverted motherfucker at my age when the internet first came out. But yeah, yeah, I was going to say just in terms of, I know, I know for me when I was younger in relationships, I if I suspected my boyfriend was cheating, or if there was anything wrong in our relationship, I'd be like, oh, it's his fault. He needs to fix it. And I like that she said, you know, when I do get jealous, I have to sit there and think, okay, what is it about me that I'm, like, what is it that's going on for me that I'm not okay with it? What, yeah. what is it? So yeah. in terms of just really knowing yourself, mm. like having that communication with yourself, like, wait a minute, I could, you know, fucking bust a cap in his ass because I think something's going on. Or I could say, what's my problem with this? Yeah. And, you know, as we're talking about open relationships and everything, there's this really good book that I like that I like to recommend to any couples who are curious about entering into that. Um, it's called The Ethical Slut. Have you guys heard of that? No, it sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> but it talks about practical guidance in the lifestyle. Oh. Just really, you know, it talks about lots of those questions that we were talking about, the issue of jealousy, how you manage rules and everything. And uh, I think that is a really good resource to start with, especially when you don't really know where to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think it also putting your foot down. Like if, if a woman says like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Like I think Siri brought it up in terms of, okay, so then let's try it out for a month and then I'll tell you if I like it. And if she says she doesn't like it after a month, being like, okay, well, this is still what I want, and you might not be the woman for me. Yeah. Like, just imagine that. Like, keeping a woman keeping a woman on the hook because, like, oh, well, I really love her, and she might not be into it. Maybe she'll get into it, or maybe I can put aside my wants and needs. But at the end of the day, it's about finding somebody who really resonates with everything you want. Like, yeah. the way they did. Yeah, and if you put your side your own wants and needs for somebody else's desires, and so you're that's just going to lead to long term resentment issues. You're going to yeah. be looking, you're going to feel real bad and feel a little bit of resentment towards that person for killing your desire. And it'll probably lead to fucking around in the long run. Exactly. 
So don't do it. <laughs> yeah. I would be curious how this would look if we played this. Can we, can we play, guys? Can All right, we, here let's we go. Play. What do you mean, Doctor Cat? I well, you know, we're talking about all of these skills and all of these things that we need to be looking out for. So, to what if we actually put this into play? Okay, you mean okay. A role play? Do you, you mean role play? All right, here we go. Okay, I think I know what we're getting at. I like role play. Are, are we being like communicative? Hold on, communicative is that the word? Guys, I brought there, my costumes for role play. Yay. <laughs> Jessica, you get to wear the slutty little schoolgirl outfit. Into it. Nice. Looks like she went to my parents' closet. Do Sam, I? you get to wear Sam's outfit. I get to wear my outfit. Cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Hardworking. I was going to say hardworking white guy, but you're not a white guy. No, I I'm not. That. I'm hardworking so... male. Thank you. Thank hardworking you. male. Well, actually, I brought a gorilla suit for him. Well, hey. Oh, hey. Hey, I don't know if you see my chest here. I don't need the suit. <laughs> okay, so cheap proving the relationship. Let's talk about this. All right, guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Jessica and Sam play out how the right way to... And the wrong way to cheat pre your relationship. Oh, here we go. Oh, Lord. All right, I here love we go. It. You're Let me put on my hat it. here. We're good. You're going to get it. Setting the scene. So, Sam comes home from a long day at the office. Sam is expecting a home cooked meal from Jessica. Little does he know, Jessica has made something else up for dessert. So, Sam walks in. Hey, Sam, I wanted to try something different tonight. So, we're going to chuck the steak dinners. Oh, jeez. You mean, can we, we're not going to do missionary again? Baby, I just was feeling really dirty and I went to dress up as a Catholic schoolgirl and have you lick off all this whipped cream from my body. Oh, uh, that's just so weird. And I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, let's just do missionary again. I want to go to sleep. Plus, I didn't sign up for the girl with daddy issues bit or anything like that. Come on. Jessica's been making effort to spice up their sex life. Sam's making comments that put down a partner's desires for fantasies. This is very shaming and degrading the effort she put into their relationship. So what would stop Jessica from seeking a bang from a co-worker who's been making flirty comments inattentive to her relationship woes? Let's try that one again, Sam. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, please, I'm walking home again. Here we go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam, baby, let's try something different tonight. I didn't make steak dinners. Ooh. Well, what did you have in mind tonight? Well, I thought I would dress up as a Catholic schoolgirl and have you lick off all this whipped cream from my body. Yeah, forget about dinner. I think I, we're going to go straight to dessert. I had no idea. If you're down, I'm down, baby. I got some sprinkles, too, for that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Love it. You see, I didn't shame her. You didn't. And I, you were lactose intolerant still, and you agreed to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Stomach pain one. be damned. <laughs> Taking one for the team. One for That's the team. right. Now, two weeks later. <laughs> Sam comes home from a long day at the office. Sam just wants to feel like a real man. You know, I've been fantasizing about you all day. I just want to take you. I, I want to go to Pound Town, baby. You know what, Sam? I've been busting my ass working, too. You think you're the only one who had a long day? Get over yourself. You're not that hot anyway. I'm Rejection. Sorry. I hated <laughs> saying that to you. <laughs> I so felt mean. for Sam. I felt for Sam. Rejection. Try again. That kind of comment is such a boner killer, Jessica. Try that again. Sam's coming home from the office. 
Yeah, and I, you know what? I want to feel like a real man today, Jessica. I've been fantasizing about you all day. I wanted to go and take you to pound town like a real man would. You know what, baby? I've been busting my ass all day, too, and I'm pretty sweaty. But you know what? Let's take a shower and get down, baby. Pound town it is. I think that's the place where the sex super friends live is Pound Town. <laughs> Pound Town. Pound Town. <laughs> I love Pound Town. Oh, we all do. Uh, now, this is one of the things that you guys got to be very, very clear on. So, One thing that we just tried to show you with that little demonstration is how important communication is. You know, and making it so that people aren't shaming each other when they're offering up their feelings of desire, things that they want to try to do, different experimental things. The thing that kills boners more than anything is when one person is reaching out to try something new and the other person shoots them down and says, nope, we were not going to ever come close to that. Yeah. Especially with women. If women want to try something new and you come in, you're like, that's weird. Like, it takes a lot for women to put themselves out there sexually and be like, hey, I'm into this and I want to try this. Because we're usually shamed for having daddy issues or just being slutty. So the second you put her down for it, the second she's going to be like, you know what? Joe at the office thinks I'm hot. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Stress Mm-hmm. totally kills the sex performance. So if you're inflicting that on your partner, telling them that this is not okay, this is shameful, you shouldn't be thinking this way, well, guess what? You're not going to be able to get it up. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, you know, we're all, we are coming down towards the end of the show, so one great way of cheat-proofing your relationship is going into sex shops and buying different sex toys mm-hmm. having that level mm-hmm. of uh, opening up that level of exploration sexually uh finding different things that the, if there are any sex toys that could be good for the guy see if you can find something that the guy would be cool with but really one of the coolest sex toys out there that i've seen is gonna be our sex toys for the week for our superhero so what is the mystery sex toy of the week I'm going to say the double dildo reminds me of the, you know, the double lightsaber on on Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the what was it? Uh, the Sith Lord. The Sith Lord. The, yeah. the double-ended, like, neon green uh, bow staff lightsaber. If, yeah. That double-ended dildo that flops around like that. That's <laughs> That's fucking amazing. And I say that in light of our Siri and Brad conversation earlier, threesomes. Absolutely. That's something that, as a guy, if I was in the threesome with two girls, if I saw two girls with one dildo, long, extended, double-ended dildo, just getting down on each other, I wouldn't know where to begin. Would you think of lightsabers? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I I, I would be totally doing some kind of Jedi mind trick to see if any one of them would come and start sucking on my dick while they're doing that. That would be fantastic. That's exactly what I pictured, like ass to ass. I think they did that in Requiem for a Dream with the double-sided dildo. First time I ever saw it in my life, and I was like, that looks interesting. Yeah. But that's that's what you could use, guys. Have them ass to ass while one of them blows you. That's right. There you go. You know what? This was a great show tonight. I'm so happy we had Siri on. We had Brad on. That's one. That is the porn industry power couple right there. (laughs) Those guys kick ass. I have to say thank you so much to them for coming out. Also, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Dr. Cat, for being on the show with us. Uh, Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. I'm at SamZ570. Jessica, where are you? I'm at Jessica J. Boom. What about you, Dr. Cat? Dr. Cat Rars. That's R-A-W-R-S. 
And we'll be opening up our Twitter account for our whole show in just a second. I, I'm sure I'll do that actually later on tonight. Uh, I will let you know during the next episode what the actual show's Twitter is. We will give Twitter birth on Yay. the next episode. I love that. It'll be gushy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week on the couch.